Inspired by the life and legacy of Rachel Scott, Rachel's challenge has brought hope to over 25 million people. I have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, then it will start a chain reaction of the same. People will never know how far a little kindness can go. Every year, hundreds of suicides are averted and bullying and violence decrease as students accept the challenge to bring kindness and compassion to their schools and communities. This podcast exists to continue Rachel's chain reaction of kindness and compassion by hearing from incredible people who are doing inspirational work to make this world a better place. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rachel's Challenge podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera, and I'm so thankful that you joined us today. I trust that you are doing incredible work spreading kindness and compassion wherever you are. In this premiere episode of the Rachel's Challenge podcast, we get the great honor and opportunity to hear from Daryl Scott, Rachel's father and founder of Rachel's Challenge. And he's going to share with us the story of his daughter and how her life has changed millions of people's lives all throughout the world and caused them to start chain reactions that have changed our world as we know it. We're going to suspend with our regular news program today to bring you up to date on an apparent shooting at Columbine High School. It's been many years since my daughter was brutally murdered at Columbine High School in 1999, but there hasn't been a single day that's gone by since that terrible tragedy that I haven't thought about Rachel. Here's what happened at her school on the day she died. April 20th, 1999, Columbine High School experienced the worst high school shooting in American history. Shots echoed across the school grounds as police exchanged fire with the two shooters. When the smoke cleared, a teacher and 12 students had been murdered. The two boys who did the shooting then shot and killed themselves. The first student killed that day was Rachel Joy Scott. Known for her love of life and her kindness, Rachel left a legacy destined to touch the hearts of millions of people around the globe. The day that Rachel died was the worst day of my life. I was at a shopping mall when my wife called to tell me there'd been a shooting at the school. I ran out to my car and headed toward Columbine High School. 
I turned on the radio and an announcer was sobbing and saying that a lot of students had been shot and many of them had been killed. My heart was pounding so hard that I could hardly breathe. There was a massive traffic jam near the school and the radio announcer said that parents should go to a nearby elementary school and wait for their children there. Please, please, please let him be on this bus. When I got there, I saw buses pulling up in front of the elementary school with students from Columbine piling out to embrace their parents. I was surrounded by parents who, like me, were looking for their children. I walked away not realizing that the next time I saw her, she would be in a casket. As the day wore on, fewer and fewer parents were left waiting for their children. We read lists of names of students that were reporting in, and we even called hospitals to see if she had been shot and wounded. There had been so many wounded students that the paramedics couldn't decide who needed to be put in the ambulances first. We didn't receive official word that she was dead until noon the next day. Little did we realize that Rachel's death would only be the beginning of her legacy. It is phenomenal. It brought so many people together. It really changed me. It's changed my life. Her story has touched the hearts of over 28 million people in live presentations, as well as many more millions through television shows, books, two documentaries, two plays, and a movie that was in theaters nationwide. Three presidents of the United States have recommended her story, and it has won three television Emmy Awards as well. A short time before Rachel was killed, her English teacher told the class to write an essay on any subject they wanted to. Her essay was only two pages long. Over 20 years ago, I was on television talking about that essay with Oprah Winfrey. Compassion is the greatest form of love humans have to offer. A month before Rachel died, she wrote a two-page essay called My Ethics and My Codes of Life. And in that essay, she challenged her reader twice to start a chain reaction of kindness and compassion. I have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, then it will start a chain reaction of the same. People will never know how far a little kindness can go. My codes may seem like a fantasy that can never be reached, but test them for yourself and see the kind of effect they have in the lives of people around you. Rachel was inspired by Anne Frank to keep diaries. Rachel had a real desire to help people and sometimes she felt like she was all alone in that quest. She wrote this in her diary. People are crying, losing their minds. People are dying, taking their lives. Will anyone save them? Will anyone help? Will somebody listen? Or am I all by myself? Rachel would be honored and remembered by millions of people for her simple acts of kindness. She didn't just write about starting a chain reaction of kindness. She did it. One day she was walking down the hall at school and she saw two boys bullying a special ed student by the name of Adam. Adam was born with a disease that caused him to look and talk different from other students. She could tell that Adam was terrified and it really made her angry. She should have run to get an adult to stop what was happening, but she didn't. What she did isn't something I'd encourage you to do, but she ran down the hall and got between those two boys and Adam, doubled up her fists, and said, if you touch him again, you're going to have to deal with me. 
Now I'm sure those two boys were scared out of their minds at this little girl who was half their size threatening them. But you know what? They backed off and Rachel and Adam became friends. In fact, Rachel told all of her friends that Adam needed to be shown attention. She encouraged them to smile or give him a pat on the back when they saw him. Just let him know that you care. And you know what? They did that. No one knew that two months later, Rachel would be the first person killed in the terrible tragedy at Columbine High School. Adam told me this story a few months after Rachel was killed. And with tears running down his face, he said, Mr. Scott, what Rachel died not knowing was that I was planning to commit suicide. I was planning to take my own life because I didn't think anybody at school cared about me. But Rachel changed all that. You see, sometimes, like Rachel wrote in her Codes of Life, you never know how far a simple act of kindness can go. Adam is alive today because someone dared to show him kindness. Here's Adam. I never used to, I never used to pick on people, but she influenced me. Now I can help. Now I can make a difference and help people. One of the things that I taught my children was to practice being a see-through-er and not a look-at-er. To see through your circumstances instead of looking at them. And also not to look at people, but to see through the surface to the hurt, the rejection, or the good things that are there. Rachel wrote about this in her Codes of Life. It wasn't until recently that I learned that the first and the second and the third impressions can be deceitful of what kind of person someone is. Let me ask you something. Did you ever ask them what their goal in life is? What kind of past they came from? Did they experience love? Did they experience hurt? Did you look into their soul and not just at their appearance? Until you know them and not just their type, you have no right to shun them. You've not looked for their beauty, their good. You've not seen the light in their eyes. Look hard enough and you will always find a light, and you can even help it grow. There would be a lot less pain and hatred in this world if you and I practiced looking through each other's eyes instead of our own. Rachel had developed the ability to be a see-thrower instead of a look-at-her. She chose to look for the best in others. There was a girl at her school by the name of Valerie that was a bully. She was mean to others and couldn't get along with anyone. The problem was that everyone had judged her instead of trying to get to know her. Rachel saw through Valerie's tough exterior and realized that she was someone who just needed to be understood and loved. In high school, it's hard to find people that are true friends. No one wants to say hi to you. No one cares about if you look upset. No one cares. She did. Valerie was an outsider who wanted to fit in, but never quite did. She caused problems at school and got into trouble for drug use. Her hope was gone until she met Rachel. And most people that found out about my past with experimenting with drugs and stuff like that judged me because of that. Rachel, instead of judging me for it, kind of more felt for me and tried to understand how to help people like that. Rachel's unconditional friendship transformed Valerie's outlook on life. She helped me feel better about myself. She helped me realize that there are good people out there. She made me want to be a better person. Because of Rachel's kindness, over 3,000 young people attended my daughter's funeral. The whole world watched on CNN, and later they told us that it was the largest viewing audience in their entire history. Rachel's hands would touch the hearts of millions of people. Her codes of life would be adopted by students around the world. 
and her chain reaction of kindness would be continued by people like you for decades after her death. A year before Rachel was killed, a new girl by the name of Amber enrolled in Columbine High School. Her dad and brothers had just moved there from Atlanta, Georgia, and it was her first day in a new school. Amber told me that she walked down the halls and people pretty much ignored her. She went into the cafeteria for lunch and she saw an empty chair with some girls sitting at a table, and so she walked over and asked if she could join them for lunch. But instead of saying yes or no, they decided to make fun of her as the new kid at school. Amber said that everyone in the cafeteria was watching as the other girls picked on her and then got up and left. She sat down by herself, but she told me that Rachel was sitting two tables away with some of her friends. Rachel saw what was happening and she took her tray over and asked Amber if she could join her for lunch. Amber said that instantly her worst day at school became much more pleasant because of Rachel. But what nobody knew, including Rachel, was that Amber's mom had died in a car wreck just a month earlier in Atlanta, and she was still grieving her mom's death. Here are some of Rachel's friends talking about how she reached out to others. She would always try to go up to people that were really quiet in that, on that team, people that kind of sat by themselves and be like, hi, how are you? You know, just try to get them to like loosen up and talk to her and stuff. She was always like the life of the group. People would come in and they would just be down and they would be depressed and that kind of stuff. And she would just go sit by them and she would crack jokes and she would just make them laugh. And she would always wear a funny hat and these things, people saw them and they, she just totally brightened people's day and that was like her role to everyone. Everybody loved her because um, no matter what the person looked like or acted like, um, she really wanted to um, get to know them as just as a person and just, just be warm and kind to them. She always saw the, the glory in the world and saw the, the sadness and the bad things in the world too and she always wanted to kind of change the weight of those two things so they're maybe a little more even. See, you never know what other people are going through that you meet or see every day. Sometimes just a simple kind word or action can make all the difference in the world to that person. Someday, after you have lived your life and are gone, people will not talk about how much money you made, or how popular you were, or what kind of house you owned, or what kind of car you drove. They will talk about how you treated them. You will be remembered most for your compassion and your acts of kindness. I want to end this session with the final words that Rachel wrote in her Codes of Life. I want them to be a personal challenge to you. But how do you know that trust, compassion, and beauty will not make this world a better one to live? My codes may seem like a fantasy that can never be reached, but test them for yourself and see the kind of effect that they have in the lives of people around you. You just may start a chain reaction. Stay tuned to upcoming episodes of the Rachel's Challenge podcast where we will hear from people who are starting chain reactions of kindness and compassion in our world. If you want to support this show, please subscribe to it, give it a five-star rating, and write a review. For more information on Rachel's Challenge, go to rachelschallenge.org. And of course, accept Rachel's Challenge to look for the best in others to dream big, be a positive influence, speak and act with kindness, and start your own chain reaction.